Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. Appreciate all of you. 40 to 1 offer, $5 to win 200 All you have to do is pick a winner in the Elite Eight, fanduel.com slash clay. Go sign up today, fanduel.com slash clay. Also, we're breaking down the big trade Friday. San Francisco 49ers move to three. What does it tell us? And we'll discuss the NCAA tournament. All the games going on so far Friday, sorry, Saturday and Sunday with Chad Withrow and then Albert Breer, SINFL writer, breaking down all the big trade news and more. It's the Outkick podcast. It's live, the show is, from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, but you get the podcast and it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, we're going to get all into the NCAA tournament throughout the course of the show. But to me, the NFL continues to just step big footprint style right on the NCAA tournament and take over all of the storylines. We saw it with the NFL starting free agency right as the NCAA tournament was beginning. And then on Friday in the afternoon, after we'd already done all of our shows for the week, Big-time move, big-time trade. The San Francisco 49ers move all the way up to number three and in the process send a signal that they are in love with either uh, with either Trey Lance, Justin Fields, or, or Mac Jones. Now, I understand that there are some of you out there that are going to buy what the 49ers are saying when they're like, hey, we we really don't know who we're going to end up drafting. And I understand that argument that is out there. But come on, 
if you are going to give up the assets that they did to end up where they did, this is a no-brainer. They have to know who they want to draft. And on Friday, I put up a question and said, which quarterback should the 49ers draft at three? Mac Jones, Justin Fields, or Trey Lance? The vast majority of you, tens of thousands of you voted. You said Justin Fields. 46% of you said the 49ers should draft Justin Fields. 32% said Mac Jones. 22% said Trey Lance. So, we are sitting, I think, look, I know we're in the middle of the NCAA tournament, and I'm going to break down the Elite Eight for you and all that stuff, but I got to tell you, we are trending for something we've never seen in the NFL draft before, which is maybe quarterbacks going one, two, three, and four. And I know we're a month out, but this is a big deal because the 49ers are in love with one of those quarterbacks. Because everybody out there is pretty clear Trevor Lawrence going number one overall to Urban Meyer, Jacksonville Jaguars. Number two overall, and he had a great workout. Made a throw that looks like, I mean, it looked like I saw Joel Klatt say it looked like he was throwing, our buddy Joel Klatt, that it looked like he was throwing with a a Nike Turbo. You remember those back in the day that you could just hum, you know, like all over the place? Zach Wilson in his BYU workout looked unbelievable. So you've got... Number one overall, Trey. Uh, you got number one overall, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Number two overall, Zach Wilson. That's uh, the Jags and the Jets. And now you know that the 49ers are in love with somebody at three. And you know what I told you? I said they didn't want Jimmy G. They were looking for someone other than Jimmy G. And I understand the argument right now where they're saying, hey, Jimmy G's still our guy. Yeah. That's only if no one will give them anything of value for Jimmy G. Because I think if somebody offered a third-round pick right now for Jimmy Garoppolo, he'd be gone. I don't even think they would hold out for a second-round pick, and they're not going to get a first-round pick for Jimmy G. I think the 49ers would give up Jimmy G in a heartbeat for a third-round pick. Who might give up a third-round pick for Jimmy G? You know, I sat around and looked at the rosters and analyzed it, I think the Broncos could. I think the Patriots could. I think the Dolphins could. Because remember, they've lost Ryan Fitzpatrick now. I think also that the Panthers might. Somebody who's just looking for a little bit of a bridge. And probably the Broncos make the most sense. Because I think Jimmy G might be able to beat out Drew Locke. And you're not sure whether or not you're going to be able to get a big-time quarterback based on where those teams are drafting. Maybe they'll trade up and try to get one of the left uh, leftover guys. But then you've got at four long-suffering Atlanta Falcon fans. They've got to make a decision. Are they going to do to Matt Ryan at the Falcons what happened with uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? Where you've got a Hall of Fame, I really do think, Hall of Fame quarterback in Matt Ryan. Not as good as Aaron Rodgers, but I think Matt Ryan's going to make the Hall of Fame. MVP, big-time passing yards, big-time touchdowns. How many years do you think you have left with him? And who's going to be available out there? You're going to get two of these guys still out there at four. Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Two of those guys are going to be there. Does Arthur Smith, new first-year coach of the Atlanta Falcons, love one of those guys? Does their new first-year GM 
Do they decide to go ahead and get a franchise guy? Could they move on from Matt Ryan? I think there's a good chance quarterbacks are going one, two, three, and four. Then you got the Bengals sitting there at five. And then the other interesting thing about this trade is the Dolphins are still there at six. How committed do they are to are they to Tua? Because it's possible that one of those first round quarterbacks is still going to be available there at six. Somebody might trade up for the Dolphins pick again and give them more leverage. Interestingly, we already know that the Eagles basically punted on drafting a quarterback this year. One of the big discussions was, hey, what are the Eagles going to do? Well, they're going to go with Jalen Hurts for a year. Is he the answer? I don't know. It's hard to tell last year, first year, everything kind of fell apart with the Eagles franchise in general. So I don't think you can put a lot on to Jalen Hurts. This is his team now. That's basically what the Eagles were saying when they were trading back to 12. That Jalen Hurts is going to get, theoretically, a full year to prove that he's the guy. And if he's not, then the Eagles got a lot of first-round picks. Still wait and see whether they get a first-round pick for Carson Wentz for that Colts trade. And they're rebuilding with a young franchise. Or, maybe they love Jalen Hurts. Again, you're getting a lot of different stories just based on that one trade in the NFL. And I don't really know what's going to happen now because the number one storyline is going to become what are the 49ers going to do at three? Who do they want? They're in love. You don't make that trade unless you're in love. Kyle Shanahan has found his guy. I don't buy into the buy into the argument, which some people will make, that the 49ers are just like, hey, we just know that we want to draft a quarterback this year. No, no, no. When you trade up like that, they know exactly who they are taking. The 49ers are in love. not They're not in like. They're in love with either Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or Mac Jones. One of those guys. And it seems like we know... The Jags are going to go with Trevor Lawrence. It feels very clear that Zach Wilson has become the Jets guy. So we got to figure out in a similar way for Sam Darnold also what's going to happen with the Jets there. Can they get a value for Darnold? Will somebody give them a third-round pick, fourth-round pick? Do they just sit on him and wait and see? It still remains to be seen exactly how that is going to play itself out, but... Zach Wilson seems to have solidified himself as the number two overall guy. And then how far does that fifth quarterback fall? Because it seems clear there's five first-round quarterbacks. One, two, three, four. And then who's the fifth quarterback? How far does he fall and which teams might be willing to trade up to go get him? I mean, this is pretty high-level drama. By the way, we're going to talk with Albert Breer at Sports Illustrated who covers the NFL and see how he sees all of this shaking out. But to make a move a month out, they're not in like the 49ers are in love. And Kyle Shanahan is finally going to get his quarterback. I just don't know which way he's going to go. None of these guys have played a lot of games as starting quarterbacks. Is there a little bit of a ding on Mac Jones? because of Tua's first-year performance? I don't think that's fair. But I do think some NFL teams are looking around and saying, wait a minute, you're telling me Tua was throwing 
to the four best wide receivers that maybe have ever existed in the history of any college football program? Think about that. Talk about an embarrassment of riches. Jerry, Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, who obviously wins the Heisman, and Jalen Waddell. If Jalen Waddell doesn't get injured, Devontae Smith doesn't win the Heisman because he doesn't get enough catches because both those guys are so good. So Tua's throwing to all four of those guys, posting unbelievable passing numbers. And I think once he got to the NFL, his early performance, I think a lot of people, I think it's fair to say, are starting to reassess how talented was that offensive uh, system with Alabama. Steve Sarkeesian had it rolling. By the way, Najee Harris to hand off to. Maybe as good of an offensive skill set position players as have ever existed in the history of the NFL. Sorry, in the history of college football. And therefore, it makes it harder to judge when you actually get to the NFL. So, are they willing to go grab Mac Jones or is there a concern, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but is there a concern that the system was so good at Alabama under Steve Sarkeesian that maybe Mac Jones is overrated? Trey Lance, not high-level competition. Hasn't played against a lot of great teams and a lot of great players and he hasn't even played and started that many games. They didn't play all last year. Justin Fields also really relatively short career as a starting quarterback. Even last year, Buckeye fans know only okay in some of the games came on and played the greatest game of his career against Clemson I was uh, at a at a I went to a dance competition. Don't ask. Went to a dance competition on uh, on Saturday. My kids are in a dance competition. They play every sport. My wife's also got them doing all sorts of uh, dance. And so I was there with a bunch of the husbands. We were watching NCAA tournament games in a sports bar at the Omni Hotel downtown Nashville. All the guys are Buckeye fans that I'm sitting with. And they were talking about how sweet the win was, as every Ohio State fan knows. Yes, it stunk to lose to Alabama. But that loss to Clemson was so grating the year before. Interception thrown in the end zone, all the questionable officiating calls to come back in the playoff and really put it on Clemson after Clemson had beaten Ohio State a couple of times. Good feeling. For Buckeye fans also who didn't even know if they were going to be able to play. But my point on it is Justin Fields was just okay last year. A lot of people don't watch regular season college football. Your boy does. I watch college football all day long on Saturday. I watch everybody play. And it's tough to gauge Justin Fields because of all the different issues with COVID. Because of all the different restrictions on practicing and playing and everything else. But he was just okay in a very short season for Ohio State. Electric, transcendent, illuminating, effervescent performance against Clemson, no doubt. But that was not the Justin Fields that you saw all season long. And then to be fair against Alabama, I still don't think he was 100% from the hit that Skowski put on him uh, when he was scrambling near the end. I think it was the first half late in the second quarter in that game against Clemson. So, I think there are a lot of questions about all three of those guys, but the 49ers don't have that question. 
Kyle Shanahan, man, he's got the hearts in his eyes. He is in love with one of these guys. Is it Justin Fields? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Mac Jones? You don't make that move unless you're convinced that one of these guys is going to be a superstar at the next level. And Kyle Shanahan knows quarterbacks. Very successful offensive coordinator. He's in love with one of these guys. Which one is it? All right, we'll talk about that with Albert Breer. Also a little bit with my buddy Chad Withrow. Both those guys are scheduled to join us. When we come back, I'll dive into the weekend that was in college basketball. What, if anything, did we learn? This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. What's up, everyone? It's me, three-time NFL All-Pro Sean Marion. And I have a new sports podcast called the Lights Out Podcast with Sean Marion. This podcast is special to me as I get a chance to talk to some of the best who've ever done it on the field or the track. So whether it's talking to a Super Bowl champion or a NASCAR Cup Series champion, the Lights Out Podcast will bring it to you the only way I know how to. I'm giving you the best insight from the best who's ever done it. Listen to Lights Out with Sean Merriman on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you can get your podcast. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, O-O-O-O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trip of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their michelin test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be it's about five years in a row now where we've been doing the don't get hit by a train ads. And so far, I don't think any of our listeners have gotten hit by trains. But a lot of you will send me tweets like while you're sitting listening to the show stuck at a uh, at a railroad crossing, like to make sure that uh, you're letting me know, hey, I listen to your show, Clay. Only reason that I've avoided getting hit by a train. And uh, we are in to the uh there's probably some of you out there that feel like you got hit by trains because you stayed up late last night watching sc oregon which did not end until basically after midnight on the east coast and if you were there and uh and that happened to you and you're not a trojan fan or you're not a ucla bruin fan One of the things that I like to do, by the way, the city of Los Angeles on absolute fire. So if you are up in the 3 a.m. hour on the West Coast, maybe you weren't even able to sleep because you were so excited about unexpected basketball runs that have been made there. If you are out there right now and you've been watching a lot of NCAA tournament basketball like I have, one of the things I like to do is sort of toss all of the seating out of the uh, picture here. I know it's hard not to think about the number beside all of the teams, but by the time you get to the Sweet 16 or the Elite 8, it starts to matter less. And certainly by the time you get to the Elite 8, you've got three different 40-minute games to judge a team on. And I understand teams can get hot and it cannot be representative of the totality of the games that they have played, but everybody at this point, as we get ready for the two games tonight and the two games tomorrow is halfway to winning a national championship. One of the eight teams is going to emerge as the eventual champion. I think it's going to be Gonzaga. I don't think it's going to be that close, frankly. It wouldn't shock me. The Zags are, what, 29-0, and and they've won 28 games by double digits. That's an unbelievable level of dominance. They've won every NCAA tournament game by double digits. They are, to me, if you were reseeding right now, they would be the overall number one team with a bullet. I think Mark Few's team is going to go 32-0, and join 1976 Indiana also, which went 32-0, and okay? So it's probably not a surprise that the Zags would still be the overall number one team because of how well they played in the tournament, uh, prior to the tournament, that is. They basically continued the level of dominance and excellence that they had already shown, but... I got to give credit 
credit where credit is due. Oregon State, who I called a scrub team after they beat Tennessee, I think Oregon State has been the second best team so far in the NCAA tournament, okay? Doesn't mean I necessarily think that they're going to beat Houston tonight or that they're the second best team left of the eight. I'm saying if you were judging the teams entirely based on what you have seen so far in the NCAA tournament while also assessing the quality of the competition with which they have done it against, I think you would have to say, Gonzaga is one. I think you'd have to say the Oregon State Beavers are two. I really do. Double-digit win, dominant over Tennessee. Tennessee's a pretty good team, five seed. Double-digit win effectively over Oklahoma State. They dominated both those games, game control style. And then they took it to Loyola. And I thought Loyola was going to come out and win that region and those three wins, I think, for Oregon State. Now, remember, they're playing from the space of the 12 seed, so they're going to have to play higher-level competition. But I think Oregon State has been the second-best team in the NCAA tournament so far. How about third-best? Well, you may have to stay up late last night to watch them, but if you did, the facial that got served by Mobley late in that game against Oregon, they dominated Oregon throughout the entirety of the game. And SC has never really been challenged crazily so far. Andy Enfield's team basically has had a double-digit lead throughout the entirety of this tournament. They dominated Kansas worse than almost anybody's ever beaten Kansas anytime in the NCAA tournament. They have continued to win with ease uh, so far. They took down Drake without very much difficulty, one by 14, one by, and you know, math is tough here, 34, and one by double digits again against Oregon in a game that Oregon never really felt like they were big-time contenders in. I know Oregon got it down to like eight or nine or whatever the heck they did in the second half. Uh, and then you got a big, I guess they got it to nine. Then you had a big three from uh, from SC. It was never remotely close, all right? So I think SC has been the third most important team. Fourth most important, most impressive, fourth most impressive team, I would say, is Baylor. Now, Baylor was down at the half, and that might be a little bit unfair to Baylor, but they pulled away late. I think Baylor and Michigan are clearly the fourth and fifth best teams, and you could potentially flip those teams. But right now, I would say Baylor has been more impressive than Michigan because I do think that while Michigan looked really, really good in the second half against Florida State, Um, that Baylor, other than the first half they played against Villanova, has been pretty dominant throughout, and Baylor totally pulled away in the second half in that one. And I still feel like Michigan was fortunate that LSU kind of fell apart late. That was a game that, uh, that Michigan was down five with about 10 minutes to go. So I've got Michigan as the fifth best team. By the way, Jawan Howard... What a success he has been. I love the combo of him and Phil Martelli. And we didn't talk a lot about it uh, so far. But by the way, Indiana going out and making a decision to try to find their own version of Jawan Howard with the hire that they are making. Now, the challenge there is Jawan Howard is obviously a lot younger than, uh, than Mike Woodson is. But Indiana, six-year deal, 
getting Mike Woodson, former coach of the Knicks, uh, and and a guy who certainly had played for Bob Bob Knight, grew up in Indianapolis, and uh, it'll be interesting to see how he does suddenly parachuting in, for lack of a better way of describing it, into the college football universe. Uh, but that, in and of itself, is going to be an uh, an intriguing hire to follow for uh, Indiana. Then I've got Houston at six. They played well in this. I thought they played well against Syracuse in general, but Houston was fortunate to get past Rutgers in the second round. I've got Arkansas at seven. The Razorbacks fortunate to get past Texas Tech. Fortunate to get past Oral Roberts. And then, you know what, I should probably flip these guys. I'm going to put Arkansas at 8, and I'm going to put UCLA at 7. Because UCLA was very fortunate. They've won two overtime games. UCLA was fortunate uh, to get past Michigan State. But I do think UCLA has played and beaten a higher caliber of opponent, particularly Alabama, uh, on Sunday than Arkansas has. So... If I were reassessing and reseeding right now based entirely on what we have seen in the Sweet 16, in the round of 32, and in the opening round of the NCAA tournament, plus the play-in game in the case of UCLA, I would have the Zags 1, I would have Oregon State 2, USC 3, Baylor 4, Michigan 5, Houston 6, UCLA 7, and Arkansas 8. Dub, how would you assess the power rankings of the eight teams based entirely on what we've seen of the NCAA tournament so far? Man, it's pretty tough in the middle. The front and back end, I think, are pretty obvious. I think there's no other answer than Gonzaga as your number one team. I was watching that game. I mean, it looks like they're playing five on four. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. They move the ball so well. It's such an efficient offense. I mean, they they are uh, they're they're a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's fantastic to watch. Arkansas, I think, is clearly number eight. They keep getting off to these slow starts. I, they're very very fortunate to have gotten past Oral Roberts. That would have been an unbelievable buzzer beater to win it at the end. They got a great look considering the amount oh, of time that was, that was on the clock. Look. I mean, I was I was rooting for Oral Roberts. Uh, that was an unbelievable look. I think UCLA. This is just. This is why this is the greatest tournament because UCLA heading into the tournament had lost their last four games in the Pac-12. Now looky here, four wins in a row in the tournament, about to face Michigan in the Elite Eight. That doesn't really happen anywhere else in the world of sports other than March Madness. Yep. There's a lot of arguments to be made, but I think overall I've been personally really impressed with USC. I maybe would put them at number two. I think you can make that argument. Look, they won by 14 against Oregon. The game was never close last night. And they dominated against Drake, and they absolutely embarrassed Kansas. And I, I do think that they are they are maybe the Zags' biggest threat, crazily. But I think you have to give some credit to Oregon State, who has. And look, I've been tough on Oregon State. I called, like I said, I called them a scrub team uh, when they uh, when they went out. But if you look at at what they did, they got a seven point win over Loyola of Chicago, which. A seven-point win over Loyola of Chicago is like winning by like 20, right? I mean, those games are so tight. They beat uh, Tennessee by 14. They beat Oklahoma State by 10. And I just think you have to give them a lot of credit. I I understand the argument that SC should be second. I just think for a 12 seed to have beaten three higher-seeded teams like they have is, is a pretty incredible accomplishment. Yeah, there's no doubt. And not only a 12 seed, 
but the lowest Power 5 seeded team in the entire tournament. That's right. And now they're in the Elite Eight. It, this has been an unbelievable tournament. It's making up for last year not happening. Uh, and then SC, I've got at three. And then Baylor and Michigan, to me, are kind of a toss-up, right? I think you can – there's a couple of them you can go either direction in terms of uh, in terms of who should be there. But it is interesting. Like in the NFL, for instance, you reseed after every round, right? So higher seed ends up playing the lower seed. If you are reseeding based entirely on three games that have been played so far, I feel pretty good about my eight. Oh, I, I totally agree. And Houston, I mean, as the, the sixth best team, that just kind of goes to show you how much, I mean, how good these teams are because that team just dominated Syracuse, who they was did. really hot. They were just, I mean, they were just way more athletic than Syracuse. It looked like they were playing on a whole different level. It, that game wasn't close. Their defense was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it was absolutely phenomenal. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. What's the secret to catching prize-worthy fish in exotic waters? Learning to fish like a local with Fishing Booker. Hey, Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. There's only one way to turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day, and that's with the valuable knowledge of a local guide. With FishingBooker.com, you have the world's largest booking platform of local fishing guides right at your fingertips. Use Fishing Booker's easy-to-use online booking system and discover thousands of local fishing charters from around the world ready to share their trick of the trade. Create your perfect fishing experience and search for charters by location, species, salt versus freshwater, and more. Plus, it's smooth sailing with Fishing Booker's simple online payment method. You'll always fish with confidence when you start fishing like a local. Start your angling adventure now with Fishing Booker. Visit FishingBooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their hand-cooked test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be I want to let you know where we're headed, by the way, as we finish off the first hour of the Monday morning edition. Second hour, Chad Withrow is going to swing by and join us. He's a newest member of the Outkick 360. Third hour of the program, uh, we are going to be joined by Albert Breer, scheduled to be from SI.com, to talk about the big trade that happened on Friday afternoon with San Francisco 49ers jumping up and grabbing the overall number three pick uh, from the Miami Dolphins and then the Eagles basically make the decision to move out of the quarterback derby and decide to roll with Jalen Hurts. We talked about that quite a bit to start the show. Uh, We'll be talking about that throughout the course of the program. Just gave you my ranking, by the way, of the Elite Eight teams remaining based on everything that has happened so far in the tournament, judging these teams, because inevitably people are always like, well, didn't you see that game that happened back in June? No, I'm not judging anything other than the NCAA tournament games themselves. Some guys and girls find that hard to understand. No, no, I'm not telling you what I think the best teams have been since November because, candidly, the vast majority of my audience was not watching college basketball in November and December and January. We just weren't. That's football season. I'm judging these teams entirely based off. I've watched substantial portions of basically every NCAA tournament game at some point in time, especially once you get to the Sweet 16 and once you get to uh, the Elite Eight second round games when there's less games going on. I will say this. I don't know if this is entirely a new thing. I don't know how many years they've been doing this, but they stretch these games out for so long now. So you basically have 12 straight hours of basketball. They used to play these games more head-to-head than they do now. So there's basically never a point in time now in the Sweet 16, and even to a certain extent in the round of 32, where there are games going at the same time. In other words, you can sit back and watch all of these games taking place and be able to watch every game and not worry about missing something else that's going on elsewhere. So when I'm ranking these eight teams, I'm giving you entirely based on what they have done in the NCAA tournament so far. All right, so I told you I was going to give you the latest on Deshaun Watson. And since we're like the only place in America, I feel like, that's actually covering this Deshaun Watson story, there are now 20-plus accusers that have filed lawsuits, according to Tony Busby, who is representing these women. Uh, Still basically not much of a response from Deshaun Watson at all. And so as these lawsuits continue to stack up, I think the big question that's going to be asked this week is, okay, last week we learned about all the lawsuits against Deshaun Watson and they all started to stack up. 
are they finally going to run out this week? In other words, have all of the women that are going to come forward basically have come forward now? Or are we going to continue another week where you have the drip, drip, drip of allegations continuing to emerge against Deshaun Watson? And I don't know the answer to that. Tony Busby has been a little bit more tight-lipped about how many women are reaching out and how many lawsuits he expects to file. 20 is an unbelievable number. This is, this is what I always say is, he said, she said cases happen on a regular basis. Guy says something happened. Girl said something happened. They go back and forth arguing about what might happen. Judges, police, uh, prosecutors, lawyers, everybody argues about what might have happened. That's a situation like with Jameis Winston when he was at Florida State. She says that it was sexual assault. He says that it was not. And both sides argue about what the truth was. This is not that. This is not even the situation we just saw with Antonio Brown or with Ezekiel Elliott or with Ben Roethlisberger. Most of those stories, he said, she said. This is, and I can't believe this, he said, she 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 said, that's 10. She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, that's 15. She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, that's 20. He said versus 20 women telling basically the same story. I was a massage therapist. He locked the door. He was nude and he demanded sexual favors. Regardless of what you think of Deshaun Watson, the idea that 20 women would all create a conspiracy and make this all up is something I have never seen before in my legal career. Now, if these 20 women were proven to be lying, they should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. And obviously, all of these 20 cases that have been filed so far are not of equal severity in terms of the wrongdoing that was alleged and in terms of the evidence to support that a wrongdoing occurred. But 20 different women? It's clear that at an absolute best-case scenario for Deshaun Watson, if you consider the trio of legal issues, this is me putting my lawyer hat on right now, if you consider the trio of legal issues that he's going to face, NFL personal conduct policy investigation, civil lawsuits, which is where we are right now, with 20-plus being filed, and then potentially criminal charges being investigated as well, the absolute best-case scenario for Deshaun Watson is that he's probably going to miss a substantial portion of 2021, the football season. That's if he settled these cases tomorrow. He would still probably be suspended for six or eight games. It would be difficult to trade him. That's the absolute best-case scenario for Deshaun Watson right now. As we have reached 20 lawsuits, there's also now a worst-case scenario for Deshaun Watson – where he ends up going to prison 
and he never actually plays football again. Those are the stakes. There's no good outcome here for Deshaun Watson. It's going to involve him missing games into the future in 2021, best case scenario. If you are a Houston Texans fan and you want Deshaun Watson because you're a big football fan to be able to play, the best case scenario for you at this point is that he misses probably six to eight games. That's the best case scenario. Increasingly, I find it unlikely that he is going to be able to play anywhere in 2021, and he's not going to be sitting out because of a contract dispute. It's going to be because of these lawsuits. This week, I think, will start to give us some indication of exactly how bad it's going to get. It's already bad. How much worse can it get? How many more lawsuits will be filed? And will we get any update in the criminal case? Remember, the plaintiff's attorney here, Tony Busby, had requested a grand jury to examine criminal charges against Deshaun Watson. We'll have to figure that out as well. All of this stacking up. That is the Deshaun Watson update. I'm sure we'll be talking about this all week long. But when we come back, talking Gonzaga, Mark Few, where they rank in basketball history. Chad Withrow scheduled to join us. And then Albert Breer in the third hour of the program, breaking down everything with the big NFL trade as well. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 